You do have to be careful here. You want to make sure you're not actually going into the eyelid skin because that's just going to make the fullness worse. The skin here is very thin, so it's prone to bruising, which is just par for the course. I like to use cannulas here to kind of minimize that, but even with cannulas, you can get bruising. Welcome to The Skin Reel, your guide to all things skincare, skin health, beauty, and more, curated by dermatologists and true skin experts. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Alice Mina. I'm a double board certified dermatologist and dermatologic surgeon with over a decade of clinical experience. If you're looking for real, practical, unhyped skincare guidance and expertise, or you just think the skin is really cool, then you're in the right spot. I'm so glad you've tuned in to The Skin Reel. Now let's dive in because this is how dermatologists talk skin. everyone. Quick disclaimer here before we start. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. If you're looking for help on your skin journey, please check out the American Academy of Dermatology's website, aad.org, where you can search their database for dermatologists near you. It is so important that you have someone in your corner who's well-trained, licensed, and board-certified who can help you make decisions when it comes to your skin health. Okay, got it? Great. Now for the fun stuff. Hi there. Did you know that many of the topics I bring to you on the skin reel are things I actually see and treat in my office as a practicing board-certified dermatologist? That's right. At Bauckham and Mina Derm Surgery, my business partner and I are on a mission to provide exceptional procedural dermatology care in Atlanta, Georgia. We offer skin cancer surgery to large cyst and lipoma removals, to injectables, chemical peels, microcoring, and more advanced techniques with things like liposuction, eyelid lifts, neck lifts, lip lifts, and so much more. But most of all, we love helping our patients transform their skin with real results. You know me, I am all about real skincare by real skin experts, real simple. If you're in the Atlanta area, I hope you'll stop by and see me. You can get more information at my website, atlantadermsurgery.com, or by calling 404-844-0496. I can't wait to see you. Hi, skin friend. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Skin Reel. This week, I'm going to talk about something that people have been asking me to do a podcast episode on for a long, long time. And it seems like it gets a lot of attention, a lot of questions. A lot of people are curious. And that is dark circles under the eyes or darkening under the eyes. This seems to be universally abhorrent bored and problematic for people, a nuisance and super, super frustrating. And so I want to do an episode this week on why people are getting these dark circles under their eyes and what we can do about it. Typically, I think of dark circles under the eyes as being sort of multifactorial. Basically, there are a number of reasons why this can happen. So you want to first determine what kind of dark circles or darkening under your eyes you really truly have. And I think of it in sort of three different ways. One is pigmentation. That is darkening of 
pigment or increased pigment under your eyes. And this can happen for a number of reasons. One can simply be genetics. There are just some people, some ethnicities that tend to have more darkening, more pigment under their eyes. I know my husband has a little bit of this and some of his relatives You can tell that this is genetic when you see it even in little kids. So it can just happen. Now there are things we can do to help with it. But genetics is number one. The Another cause of darkening under the eyes can be from irritation. So little kids who have allergic rhinitis or seasonal allergies or, or adults too, right? Anyone who is rubbing their eyes chronically, their eyes are chronically watering, they're always rubbing their eyes, they're itchy, they're super uncomfortable. This can lead to increased pigment under the eyes. And it's actually pretty, pretty common. And really the best treatment for this is to treat why the person is having that rubbing or irritation under the eyes. If it's your allergies, your seasonal allergies, making sure you're taking something for that. A lot of times taking your medication in the evening can really help with the swelling and puffiness. It could be that you are coming into contact with something around your eyes that's irritating it and causing you to rub. I know people who get this from using things like Latisse. It will cause darkening of their eyelid skin and then irritation and they're rubbing. And then next thing you know, they've actually got increased pigment and darkening around their eyes and under their eyes. So those are kind of the most common causes of pigmentation under the eyes. The second thing I think of with darkening around the eyes is actually increased vasculature around the eyes. So this is different from pigmentation, but it can be a little difficult to distinguish between the two. With age, our skin around our eyes thins. And also some people just have thin skin around the eyes anyways, where you can almost see through their skin and you see those little blood vessels underneath. And that can cause darkening under the eyes as well. It's different from pigmentation because it's your blood vessels rather than increased melanin, which causes the pigmentation. A lot of times this increased vasculature happens with age. It also can be whether you're genetically predispositioned. People who tend to have very light skin, the skin is almost translucent around here. That's just genetics. That's just based on your skin type. But also with aging, you can get increased thinning of the skin. Certain medications used chronically around your eyes can cause thinning of the skin here and more blood vessels to show up. Getting very little sleep. I feel like we've all probably experienced that, right? Where you You get minimal sleep and you wake up and you just have dark circles around your eyes. Well, that is because you have increased blood vessels there. They are dilated and they are more prominent because of your lack of sleep. And then lastly, the third cause of darkening under the eyes is from puffiness. And the puffiness isn't necessarily making the skin around your eyes dark. But what it does is it creates shadows. And there are a number of reasons you can get puffiness around the eyes. Again, some of this is genetics. Some people just have a little more fullness of the lower eyelid skin than others. This also worsens with age. So as we age, the orbital rim, the bone around our eyes, thins out, it widens, and then the fat around our eyeballs and around that part of our face starts to kind of pull forward what we call herniate or prolapse. And that can cause puffiness or under eye bags. 
And then what happens is you have the puffiness of the under eye bag and then right below it, you get that shadow, that darkening. And so a lot of times people will see darkness under their eyes, but it's really from the herniation of the fat pad above it. Also with aging, again, collagen loss, elastin loss, that skin, that turgor of the skin is no longer as tight. It doesn't bounce back quite as easily. And so the skin is going to sag a little bit. We're going to get more lines and wrinkling here. We can get rapiness of the skin where it's just not as tight. And that can also lead to darkening of the skin around the eyes. So I sort of think of the darkening of the skin of the lower eyes is threefold, whether it's pigmentation, vasculature, or puffiness. So let's talk about pigmentation again and what we can do. If you have increased pigmentation under your eyes because you are scratching your eyes, because you are irritated, your eyes are runny, you've got allergies, then try to treat your allergies, your seasonal allergies, first and foremost. By treating that and preventing rubbing and irritation of your under eyes, that is going to help with the increased pigmentation. When you're constantly rubbing your eyes, you can get what's called post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Some people are more prone to this than others, and it can be very slow to resolve. And so treating the underlying reason why you're rubbing and irritating your eyes is key. It also could be from an allergic contact dermatitis, something you're coming into contact with around your eyes. And it may not even be something you're putting around your eyes. It could even be nail polish. This is a big cause of eyelid dermatitis or rashes around the eyes because we are always touching our face and our eyes without even knowing it. So if you are getting a rash around your eyes, think about what is coming into contact around that area. And don't forget to think about your nail polish, your fingernails, things that you could be touching with your fingers that then go around your eyes. But if you've kind of worried about those or you've kind of crossed those off your list, it may just be that you are genetically predisposed to under eye pigmentation. And there are some things that we can do to help with this. Simple eye cream with peptides will add moisture to your skin and plump up the skin, but it's not really going to do anything for the pigmentation. For the pigmentation, we really need to combat it in a several different ways. Number one, first and foremost, make sure you're wearing sunscreen and make sure you are applying it under your eyes. Wearing some big sunglasses can also help prevent sun damage from worsening that pigmentation under your eyes. Secondly, we want to try to lighten the pigment. And there are a number of ways we can do this. Very light acids can help peel away some of that pigment. Bleaching creams that usually have a mixture of things like kojic acid, mandelic acid, hydroquinone. These are all great options for lightening the skin under your eyes. And when they're kind of used all in combination, I think you can hit it from a multi-prong approach and I think it can be really helpful. So bleaching creams are great, light chemical peels, maybe a light laser to help remove some of that pigment can be helpful as well. I also love not just using sunscreen around this area, of course, but I think a retinol can be really helpful. And I know a lot of people are scared to put their retinol, their retinoid around their eyes, but it can be done safely. It's not that it's harmful to do this. It's just that the eyelid skin is super thin and delicate. And so you are probably going to get more side effects from the retinol, like irritation, dryness, flakiness. And so what I will do is I use my retinol my or I use a retinoid 
I use it all over my face. I do go under my eyelid skin. What I do is I add on a moisturizer after that. And sometimes I'll even slug on some nights when I'm not using my retinoid just to help increase the hydration of that delicate eyelid skin. Just know it is going to be more prone to dryness and irritation. So you may want to mix it with a moisturizer. You may want to slug. And I wouldn't do it every single night. I think that's probably too much. But yes, you absolutely can put your retinol, your retinoid under your eyes. And I would recommend it, especially if you have darkening under your eyes, because it's going to help with that increased cell turnover. It's going to boost your collagen. Just know it also can have side effects of dryness and flakiness. And so you want to just boost up your moisturizer if you're doing that. But I think that's a great option. And a lot of people don't do it. They're worried about it, but it actually is safe to do it if you are using a moisturizer as well. A vitamin C serum in the morning can also be a great option to help with that increased pigmentation that you may be getting under your eyes as well. You just want to be careful. Again, that eyelid skin is thinner than the rest of your skin on your face. And so you may notice a little burning or tingling. You may want to do this just couple times a week, not every day, just to keep that skin barrier protected. Those are some of the options for treating hyperpigmentation under your eyes. Now, what do you do if the darkening under your eyes is not from pigment, but rather from blood vessels, right? So there are a couple of things you can do here. One is a laser that is targeted for vasculature, blood vessels. A laser here can be a great option for improving that discoloration under your eyes by targeting those blood vessels that are dilated, that are making it dark in the first place. You definitely want to see someone skilled and well-trained in lasers if you are having this done around your eyes. Other things that can be helpful are caffeine products. So caffeine can cause vasoconstriction, which basically means it makes your blood vessels shrink. So that is why People will put things like bisine in their eyes to help decrease the dilated blood vessels. It shrinks them up. I actually don't know if bisine has caffeine, but this is what caffeine does to the vasculature under your eyelids. And so the best way to do this is take a caffeinated tea bag, like black tea, after you've drank it, you want to then put it in the refrigerator so it's not hot, it's actually cold because the coldness is actually going to help as well with swelling. And then you can place those tea bags under your eyes and you'll notice that the coldness also will decrease puffiness and swelling. And then the caffeine is going to target those little blood vessels cause them to constrict and at least temporarily improve the darkness under your eyes. If you don't have any caffeine, you could look for a product that has caffeine in it and that will do sort of the same thing. If you're running low on time, you could even just try some ice cubes to help with the puffiness and swelling or take something cold like a metal spoon, put it in the fridge if you have a second, roll it under your eyes and that can also help reduce swelling that can cause increased vasculature and darkening under the skin. But anything kind of cold and cool will help. Also, you may find that your puffiness and swelling is worse when you first get up in the morning. That's because you've been laying flat all night. But when you go and stand up and the more you are moving about your day, that is going to also promote drainage of the lymphatics and swelling around your eyes. So it should get better throughout the day anyways. But if you need a quick fix in the morning when you first get up, try something cold, try a caffeinated tea bag. 
or a product, an eye cream that does have caffeine in it, that should help as well. Some people, little hacks uh, I've seen on social media are things like putting coffee grounds on your eyes. I would not do that. They are rough and harsh and they can cause more damage to that delicate eyelid skin if you're rubbing those coarse coffee grinds around your eyelid skin. So I would stick with just a product with caffeine or a tea bag is a great option. I would not recommend rubbing the coffee grounds directly into your skin. That's going to be irritating and cause more problems than it's really going to help. So stick with a product that has caffeine in it. Stick with a tea bag that is caffeinated. That's going to be a better option or just a simple ice cube under your eyes for a few seconds, a few minutes can also help. Another thing I frequently see for under eyes is to use a hemorrhoid cream. So hemorrhoid creams are for dilated blood vessels below around your rectum and that can cause bleeding. And what they do is they help shrink up the blood vessels there. And so people are now using it around their eyes to help shrink the blood vessels around your eyes. The main reason I would not use it around your eyes is frequently these also have a steroid in them to help calm down inflammation. And steroids, while we sometimes use them around the eyes, with prolonged use, they can actually thin your skin, making the vasculature more noticeable, more prominent, thinning out your skin, just going to make the dark circles worse rather than better. So I would not recommend doing that. It's just not safe with the steroid around your eyes. There are better options than using hemorrhoid creams. And then lastly, talking about things like the puffiness of your eyes. So perhaps you have noticed darkening under your eyes because you are getting more fullness, more of that puffy under eyelid skin. And what it's doing is it's causing a shadow underneath. So now you've got this sort of mound under your eyes and then a shadow also, as we age, we get flattening of what we call the mid face and our cheeks. And so that flattens and then the eyelid skin pooches forward. And so that can make quite a shadow or valley on our face, which can make it look like we have a very dark circle there. So there are a couple of things we can do before you even go into like office-based procedures. Lifestyle things that can help with puffiness would be making sure you are not eating super salty foods, especially late at night. That is going to cause you to absorb fluid, hold on to fluid, and have fluid retention. And so you're probably going to notice puffiness, not just around your eyes, but your face, your fingers. And so salty meals and food can do this. Alcohol, this can really dehydrate you dehydrate your skin. And you may notice that after drinking, especially several glasses, that your skin just does not look as robust and healthy. And you probably are going to notice some darkening under your eyes. And that's probably a number of things, dehydration, lack of sleep. So alcohol can do this. Smoking can also cause not only just darkening of circles around your eyes, but just make your skin less healthy and robust. So those are things you want to minimize. And you want to make sure you're getting enough sleep. If you're not getting enough sleep, you are going to notice darkening around your eyes. So really trying to improve your sleep, make sure you're getting enough sleep, make sure you're not drinking a lot of alcohol before bed and you're not having a lot of high salt foods before bed can all help with the puffiness around your eyes. Now, what about sort of age-related changes that happen in our skin that can lead to that puffiness, that fullness under the eyes? Well, a lot of it is genetic. Some people are going to develop this earlier than others. So a lot of times when people come to see me for dark 
under their eyes that's due to these shadows is I will do a little hyaluronic acid filler in this area called your tear trough. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build up the cheek skin right under that eyelid fullness so that there's less of that shadow. You do have to be careful here. You want to make sure you're not actually going into the eyelid skin because that's just going to make the fullness worse. The skin here is very thin, so it's prone to bruising, which is just par for the course. I like to use cannulas here to kind of minimize that, but even with cannulas, you can get bruising. And because the skin is super thin here, sometimes you can get some lumpiness and bumpiness. So again, you want to make sure you're seeing someone who is really well-trained in treating this area because it can sometimes actually make it worse than better. But adding a little filler in the tear trough is one way to help improve that shadow, that valley that can happen with aging. Another great option is to simply remove the fat pad that is prolapsed and herniating out. And a lot of times this fat can be just removed completely or it can be sort of redirected, repositioned so that you don't have so much flattening of the face that can happen with age. I do find a lot of times after people have had a lower blepharoplasty where the fat has been removed or repositioned, then they feel like they're pretty flat in the cheek. And so they want to go back and follow up with that with a little bit of filler, whether it's hyaluronic acid or a biostimulant in this area to bring back some of that cheek volume that has been lost with age. Other things that can help, especially if you've got very early laxity of the lower skin, which happens at crepiness that you can start to see as you get older. A light chemical peel here can help tighten the skin. Also doing a CO2 laser under the eyes can help tighten that skin before needing surgery. So it really just depends where you are and how loose that skin is, what the next best option is. But there are definitely some in-office procedures that can help with the darkening or the perceived darkening under the eyes. Word of caution for people out there, I am not a super big fan of eye creams. I personally think a lot of these eye creams are just very expensive moisturizers. However, there are some eye creams that are really peptide derived that can really maximize hydration around this delicate eyelid skin. But really the key is hydration, right? And whether you do that through an eye cream, whether you do that through slugging, moisturizing the delicate skin around the eyes is going to bump up the skin. It's going to make the fine lines improved and less noticeable. And I don't necessarily think you have to spend a lot of money on an eye cream to do it. There are some really good peptide or caffeine-based eye creams out there that can be helpful, but sometimes just slugging a few nights a week with this eyelid skin here, getting a good night's sleep, getting adequate hydration, minimizing the salt and alcohol in your diet can really, really be impactful. And so don't underestimate the power of that and don't feel like you have to buy an expensive eye cream to help combat these. Hopefully this podcast episode has given you some clarity on if you are experiencing darkening under your eyes, which kind of darkening you have and what can be most impactful and helpful for your condition. And of course, see a dermatologist if you have questions. That's why we're here, right? We can help determine what the best treatment option is for you. I get a lot of questions about under eyes and darkening. It seems to be top of mind for so many people. And hopefully this is giving you some insight into what may be causing your dark circles and how you can help treat that. I'll see you next week. That's all I've got for this week's episode of the Skin Real Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help me 
and other new potential listeners to find my show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave me a review, take a screenshot and email it to info at theskinreel.com and I will send you a thank you free PDF on skincare truths versus hype because you know I love spreading the word of good, truthful skincare. And please be sure to share, share, share with your skin friends so that we can get the word out there about real skin. And until next time, remember, no matter where you are in your skincare journey, always remember to love the skin you're in because real skincare from real experts can be real simple.